Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Spirits and Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Thomas Aarons. And I'm Carly Bird. <clears throat> Carly Swolbird. Carly, what are you doing right now? I just wanted to apologize for flashing everybody with these big beastie guns. I just got back from the gym and I realized I look swole in this lighting. I can't even stop staring at my biceps. Look at these suckers. Oh, you can't see. Hold on. <clears throat> and hey. this is now an OnlyFans account, guys. Oh, yes. Yes. I look like the Hulk, man. You look very good. You've been working your butt off with working out almost once a week. Um, <laughs> what an asshole. But um, no, you know, no, she's been going to the gym a lot. She's been looking really, really good. So you should really plot. <laughs> she's been looking really, really good, guys. You should be very proud of yourself. Check it out for, for yourself. All, you should be very proud of yourself for all the work that you've actually put into it. It looks, oh, it looks extremely yeah. fetching. Um, but Carly, <laughs> I look like a man. <clears throat> what has been going? And look at that. You just lost our one guest. <laughs> we had one guest and then you scared him off. Congratulations. That yeah. Cause he can't awesome. handle these guns, no, man. You really can't handle oh, guns. Look at these shoulder muscles. Um, so Carly, what's been going on with you? Oh man. Um, what has been going on? It's been hot as balls outside. I am sweating like a hot tamale constantly every single time i step foot outdoors it's just like it's muggy hot it's like the wet damp hot where as soon as you walk outside you're like sticky all over wish you were wearing leggings and not like a pair of shorts Mm -hmm. because your thighs start to stick together and then chafe as you walk down the road oh that's what i've been doing been sweating my balls off it's been really hot lately it really has been um but i honestly i enjoy that like this is my time of year i'd rather be hot than cold yeah, me too. <clears throat> me too. I mean, if, if you had to pick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd rather this every single day for the rest of my life than have to go through another ice storm. Freaking hate those. Those are the worst. Do you like to tell everyone what we're drinking this evening? Uh, absolutely. Tonight, we are drinking Jack's Hard Cider, the peach-flavored one. Mm. Um, one of our most favorite to ever actually use is, is Jack's. They've been a really good sponsor of the show in the past, and we continue to... Uh, Enjoy promoting them. Promote they're them just because lo- they are delicious. Not that they have anything to do with the show. And they promote, and you know, they're a part of Gettysburg area, which we were actually at two weeks ago. Everybody, which was a big deal for us. Yeah. Are you looking at the TV or are you looking at the camera? The TV. Okay. So to see what I look like. Uh, okay. Yeah, I created a monster. He did sculpted monster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you like? Hold on. Hold on. Flex real right quick. Now. Flex real quick. I'm gonna take a screenshot. I yeah, wanna, so like, I don't even want to go there. I know we're doing stuff a little bit backwards tonight. Basically, this is um, for you people that are watching this live stream. This is actually week forty-four. But if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, then you have no problem. You don't have to worry about anything because guess what? This is actually your regular routine. Week forty-three just dropped. This is part two of the Skinwalker Saga, right, Carly? Yes. Because as I was doing research, so let me go back to the very beginning. I'm sure I said this already recently. I don't really remember the detail that I went into. I think I was tired that night. But I want to just preface this with the fact that I have been watching Stranger Things. Yes, Mm. the most recent season, which is season four. Season four, volume one, I believe. Season four, volume one on Netflix. Just ask Tommy if you need to know what season's available. 
because he knows even though he didn't even watch it yet. Yeah, I'm the one that binged it. I got through it. How do you binge it, Carly? Oh, well, I go to the gym and I actually watch episodes while I'm on like the stairmaster. That's actually very smart. That's that's what basically why I'm swole right now. Yeah, she does the stairmaster and her biceps get bigger. Explain (laughs) that one. (laughs) Hey, I also did, I did arm stuff today after 30 minutes of the stairmaster, okay? Oh, really? Yes. Wow. What did you do in the gym today? Getting me off track, boy. I mean, this Basically, is kind of how these things work. What I'm trying to get to is the fact. This is how I live my life, people. This is how I live my life. I try to say one story, and he's like, "What'd you do to the gym today?" And then I usually allow him to sidetrack me, and I never get to the actual point that I wanted to make originally. And then I've just got like this inner like frustration because I never got to say what I wanted to say. And he's like, "Why are you so uptight all the time?" And honestly, I can't even figure it out till I look look back in the day and go, "Oh, I wanted to say this, this, and this, but I never got around to it." Because he asks a lot of questions. I do ask a lot of questions. Anyway. But you have to ask those questions. You do. But you can zip it right now because I'm trying to get to what point. Go for it. Okay. So, been watching Stranger Things. All right. What is the most recent uh, bad guy, villain in the story of Stranger Things? Okay. He is basically a witch. Okay. Or a, like a uh, like a, like a wizard. Like a big, nasty wah, wizard from D&D. Our friends would know all about this wizard. Oh, what's his name? It starts with a V. Vecna. Vecna is his name. So he's in the underworld, okay? And basically, I've been mildly obsessed. Mildly. All right. And I, I kind of think about it all the time because I just I really enjoy this season. It's better than the other ones, I'm telling you. So I was like, I gotta find a wizard. I gotta find some kind of like demonic presence thing wizard mythological creature okay then i went down the track of skinwalkers and i found out that skinwalkers are actually in different cultures and different mythologies they basically have very very similar stories backgrounds reasons for existing and abilities however they come from completely different places of the world really Yes. So the skinwalker is the beast that we talked about for episode 43. For episode 44, we're going to talk about the goal from Arabic mythology. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't, okay. You're spicing it up with different mythologies. I like it. Yeah. Basically the same creature. However, it's called something different. It comes from a different place. It kind of has these little, little oddities that makes it spicier in a different way. Okay, Gordon Ramsay. There we go. I don't know. He's been watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay shows lately. Um, He's all about cooking. The kitchen is constantly destroyed. But he makes delicious dishes. And I'm also the one that cleans up. So I would kind of... Two days later. It's fine. It's fine. With a show, you need to have like the beginning, the middle, and the end. I like how she said the beginning and then decide, you know. It's like, yeah, he destroys the kitchen. And like, there's no like he picks up. Also, he makes delicious food. Like I could say she sleeps in the bed. Didn't say she gets out of the bed, but she's like, she's in it. Like, okay, cool. Like, that's implied. The thing. It's implied you get out of the bed? Yes. Would it be implied that if I dirty the kitchen, it would be cleaned up? Yeah, eventually. You see? So you're saying it's two different things there. Okay. Uh, for people at home that are married, do you have these fights with your wife or your significant other all the time about doing the dishes and stuff? Please let me know in the comment section below. Do you fight about doing dishes and stuff? Because I fight about that all the time. And if I could haunt somebody, I know who I would haunt. So continue with uh, your lovely. Haunt our kitchen story. cupboards. Why would I hunt the cupboards? Why wouldn't I hunt your ass? I don't know. All right, everybody. I would totally hunt your ass. 
buckle down for the history behind a goal. You may be asking yourself, what is a goal? A goal is a creature that appears from Arabic mythology. It is thought that goals have their roots in Mesopotamian religion and mythology because they have similar traits to Galu demons. That's hmm. spelled G-A-L-L-U. Galu demons. Demons. It is thought that the connections come from the nomads of Arabia interacting with the Mesopotamian civilization and trading stories. The Galu demons were known to be part of the underworld. This is where uh, Stranger Things comes into play, okay? Mm, and this is okay. where it, like, sucked me into this. the goals, okay? They're thought to carry their victims off to the land of the dead to devour them. Gauls of Arabic mythology have very similar characteristics. Gauls were also thought to have the ability to shapeshift like our previous skinwalkers, okay? Mm. They could appear as beautiful women that preyed on lustful men by luring them into a secluded area or as an animal in the desert like a hyena, like our skinwalkers from uh, Nevada, right? It was Nevada, Arizona, one of those states. New Mexico. New Mexico, yes. They were known to stay in these forms until they had a chance to pounce on their victims and devour them. Goals were thought to be especially fond of preying upon travelers, solo travelers, or small groups in particular. Some stories claim they lit fires off of well-traveled paths so they could lure a single traveler into a trap and again, devour them. Check out this beautiful picture that Tommy is displaying for all of you to see. It is of your Arabic goal. What it's very it interesting, like the Arabic goal. It looks more like a golem from Lord of the Rings that actually hit the gym a bunch. Look at the biceps. Speaking you, of biceps. How do you spell golem? Bicep plug. Carly, flex your arms. Yeah, no one can see him. But the point is, like, yeah, it basically looks like a golem that's, like, really jacked. Um, I wonder if Tolkien actually used this for kind of its, uh, for, for his, like, inspiration for actually Lord of the Rings. I don't know. It Sorry, just, I just like got that. like sidetracked to the fact that Golem is spelled very similar to Galu, which is basically mm. the definition of goal. And now Golem literally looks like these pictures that depict the goals. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, mind so blown. Golem. Mind blown. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Tolkien, for all your work. Seriously. He's a he's a he's a god. All right. Uh that's insane. One of the most important facts that is covered by early Gol mythology is that these creatures appear to be born of Iblis, the Islamic, hold on, the Islamic equivalent of Satan, which technically wow. makes them jinn. That's spelled J-I-N-N, which means spirit. So like jinn is in the alcohol, but with one extra N. Mm, no, jinn is spelled G-I-N. But it sounds the same. Good job, babe. Iblis was thought to be part... I will be putting that re-edited in there with an arrow pointing to that. I actually said it correctly, so... <laughs> Ding! Because I actually get to edit it. <laughs> Thumbs up! Okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Iblis was thought to be part of a race of creatures called jinn, creations of Allah, who lived in a world that was set apart from ours. However, even though they were a part of a different world, they were still capable of interacting with ours. Again, guys, how is this not Stranger Things? 
All right, I digress. It is thought that when Allah created man, Iblis became jealous that man was favored more than his kind and refused to bow before him. He would have been killed for his crime, but his life was spared by Allah until judgment day. Unfortunately, Iblis is using this time to take his vengeance on humans. This is likely why the creation of goals is created, is credited to Iblis. After all, a creature who feeds on the flesh of humans and delights in their torture is likely form of revenge from a fallen gen. Mm. A gen, it's a spirit. Interesting. Those things are freaking disturbing looking. Like if you look at the screen right now, like that thing is gnarly as shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're basically spirits, demons. And you guys, if you guys are listening to the audio version, please go give our podcast, listen on YouTube a try, you know, like and subscribe to the channel. I would like to get this one up to at least five likes, five to 10 likes would be super awesome. That really help us out with the algorithm. Um, but we actually display all the photos and stuff on our YouTube videos. So you can actually watch along with what we're looking at. Carly, continue. Goals of early Arabian lore were also known to dwell in deserted areas. People who traveled near cemeteries and abandoned buildings or thought desert or through desert wastelands were warned to be especially vigilant against these creatures. They were thought to be bipedal, though with a haunched form, and were known to crawl and sometimes run on all four limbs like an animal. Ooh. I know. Creepy, right? That's really... Can you imagine being chased by a person like running no. on all fours? No, I don't want to actually Terrifying. be Terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, we got a like. Thank you, whoever's listening. We can't see who's listening right now, but it's huge shout out. his mom. They were most fond of feeding that, that on young true. children, presumably because of the ease with which they could be killed. How that horrifying is that? probably right. How horrifying is that? Uh, Linda, if you're in the chat right now, just let us know. Just type something like F because I want to know if that's you or not to see if it's actually your mom. But make sure she's listening on the actual Spirits and Ghost Stories Facebook and not your Facebook Well, there's only two this time, so that should make it easy. Okay, good job. At least you set her up for success this time. Because I don't think it's actually going to work. But anyway, continue. Anyway. I'll keep track of that. So they were most fond of feeding on young children presumably because of the ease with which they could be killed, but would feed off any human they had the chance to cannibalize. Another interesting feature of the goals of early legends is that they were not particularly associated with eating the dead. They were known to prefer fresh meat, and while they didn't turn down a corpse if there was no other available food source, they certainly preferred a live victim. Uh, ew. Ew. They were also known to enjoy drinking blood and stealing coins. I kind of find that hilarious. They're like, they're like little, um, oh man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, my mind is drawing a blank right now. What are the little red-headed men at the end of the rainbow? Leprechauns. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of a leprechaun for some reason. I don't know why. Stealing coins. Early gulls were also known to carry disease on their skin, which could have been because of the types of places they were thought to inhabit. I, that's just really interesting because, again, like, guys, I'll, I'll digress for the new people that are actually watching with us right now. Um, and for people listening at home, you if you really look, this? If you look at the if you look at this creature, it is really interesting because it does. I keep going back to Lord of the Rings, especially with Amazon mm. actually releasing the new Lord of the Rings thing. That, yeah. It really does look like Gollum. And to think like it, this is like Hebrew mythology. 
And then you really think about Tolkien versus in World War II when he was writing really his outline for this this whole and, and for people that don't know with Tolkien, he created not only like this world, he created back mythos, he created a language. Yep. He created surnames for all the characters and a legacy. Like he went like it was in depth. It was insanely in depth. And he created a culture, a world, a culture, everything. And then you look at this creature, and I'm like, did he actually study like different Hebrew and Arabic like culture mythology too, and bringing that into he play? Had to because have. this is Gollum. Like, right. I, I'm just, I'm just kind of shocked. Like, dude, that's like we complain about people writing stories nowadays, and then you look at what he did, right? And it's just like, there's oh my no gosh. room for complaints. It's insane, absolutely insane. But continue the story. So the next, uh, the next basically cliff note of what a goal is, is a goal appearance according to early Arabic lore. In many early myths, there are descriptions of goals who are quite hairy. This is possibly because they are known to have canine features, much like our what? skinwalkers mm -hmm. having an appearance that is similar to a dog it would be natural to conclude that the rest of the creature's appearance appearance would have been animal-like however it is also important to note that there are goals in these early myths that hold the power to shapeshift they are known to transform into beautiful women that lead men astray into secluded areas, which we've already talked about when the man was properly distracted the goal and sometimes its pack would pounce on the lustful men and devour them. Wow. There are also accounts of gulls who would transform into other animals. While it was possible for a gull to transform into any type of animal, it seems that a popular choice was for it to transform into a hyena. The gull would also uh, use the form of the hyena to lure hmm. a person into the desert. When they were far enough away from civilization, the rest of the pack would appear and pounce upon the victim. They would then devour the victim quickly. It is also important to note that in addition to having a canine-like face, early goals were also thought to have a humanoid body hmm. and hoof-like feet. Wow. <laughs> Chills. That's creepy. These were characteristics that were used to identify the presence of goals. The hooves, especially. It was said that when a goal was nearby, the hoof-like imprints of the creatures would be so easy to spot. It was also characteristic to identify a goal by seeing a humanoid feature in the distance that suddenly got down on its hands and feet to scurry away. Goals were known to prefer crawling on all fours, even though they were capable of walking on two feet. Now you may be asking yourself. That makes sense. I pause it there, like because if you're on, on all fours, clearly you'd probably be a little bit more mobile, right? Yeah. Isn't that why most predators, like, there's like we're the only we're the only two feeted, like, like, like uh, besides monkeys, I guess, like we're it, like lions, wolves, ostriches, everything. That's Amos. a fierce creature. You're yeah. comparing an ostrich to a lion. They can kill you. Could you please tell us in the comment section below? Do you think an ostrich could beat a lion? Because clearly, my my sad Swans. wife here. You, Ducks. by the way, she's actually on LSD right now. I Penguins. just mentioned that to everyone at home that she's actually oh tripping gosh. balls right now. As if. Um, as if. That'd be a way more fun episode, actually. I know. Uh, if you're tripping balls. But anyway, continue. So you may be asking yourself, where do goals live? They need to beat. Goals tend to live in isolated areas that are apart from the majority of society. 
They can frequently be found in desert wastelands, abandoned buildings, and cemeteries. However, contrary to common beliefs, a gull does not necessarily prefer to reside in a cemetery hmm. because they seek to eat corpses. They just appreciate the seclusion. Uh. More recent tales of the gulls suggest that the creatures have moved their operations largely underground. They are said to frequent basements and cellars Cave and abandoned okay. buildings and are even rumored to have an underground network of tunnels that they use to travel. They may also have connections to the subway and are thought to sometimes eat the remains of subway crash victims before paramedics arrive. I mean, that would make sense in especially big cities like Great Britain and things like that, like like where they have like miles and miles of abandoned like subway lines and stuff. Do uh, they? Yeah, Why they do. So, yeah, now she did. My wife just learned something else there. Um, but no, they did, especially like after World War II, when you had miles of it and they just boarded it up yeah. and they just left it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, so that's think, where the goals live now. So, yeah, I'm just like saying so, like, oh, or France. Like, France has thousands of miles of catacombs underneath Paris and things like that. Because you think about like. What do they use it for? Paris. Just think about Paris for a second. Paris. Wait a is, minute. Under their city, Swiss cheese? So, guys, again, don't give your wife LSD before she starts talking. This is what happens. But it's a fun experiment. So, Paris has been around for you know, over hundreds and hundreds of years. And so, they just keep building on top of it. And so, what ends up happening is you have these catacombs that are actually structurally built through the city. And so, the point is, there are miles, miles of tunnels and networks because it's like where the old city used to be. And so, you think about that. And they've made horror movies about this, too, because you have like the boneyard actually under certain parts of Paris where it's nothing but skulls for miles mm. lined up. Cause it used to be like the old cemetery where they just take the bones and they just stack them to the ceiling. So um, I'll actually try to get that photo up right now while you keep talking about this, just to kind of set the mood a little bit more. All right. So what would happen if you encountered a goal? How would you defeat it? Well, I'm about to tell you how goals can be killed. There are ways to fight off a goal, though it's important to be very precise. Any mistake on this part of the individual, hold on, any mistake on the part of the individual fighting a goal will certainly result in death. The most common method used for killing these creatures is decapitation. Ancient goal myths claim that a goal can be killed by using a sword. It is imperative, however, that the attacker only use one blow to kill the beast. Two or more strikes will resurrect the creature and almost certainly spell out death for the person fighting the goal. Because only one strike can be used to kill a goal, decapitation is the preferred method to ensure that the beast dies quickly. This is pretty scary stuff. Mesh have made this scary stuff in the news for me. <laughs> Ew. So, and then the, the headline of this thing was what? boys lost for three days among the skulls in the Paris catacombs. How? So think about like all the miles of, of places like this underneath the city of Paris. It's just bones all the way up to the ceiling. <coughs> just choked. That's scary. And this was in June, 2017. This is actually was like going to be, I think one of my scary stuff in the news, but anyway, so yeah, this is the Paris catacombs where there's tons and tons of like, like miles of bobbing and weaving tunnels around the city. Look at all the skulls. Uh, and this is always pitch black, but now they brought lights down here and lighted up because this was part of the. What is this party. a museum now? People just go down and look at dead body bones. Mm, I think it's like a tomb. Like I don't think you're actually oh. legally allowed down in most of the parts. Oh, I just got confused because there's a person standing there, like looking at. The well, bones. yeah, I mean, if we could do this thing called reading or listening, mm. um, it mm. says boys lost for three days among the skulls. So they're down there looking for the boys. What are the boys doing down there? 
they're boys. What do you think they're doing down there? They're boys. Getting into trouble, probably. But uh, anyway, continue. Clearly. So more recent mythology tells us there are several other ways that a goal can be dealt with. One of these methods is to use fire. Hmm. Using fire can be tricky, however, as you will have to be able to heat the element to extreme temperatures to char the goal to ashes. Really? Yep. Which makes me think of Stranger Things yet again. What did those little underworld varmints hate? Fire. Makes me think of the rake, too. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. It's also thought that electrocution and exposure to... Con- concentrated acids can kill goals. This has to be done thoroughly. If a goal is not dead, it could possibly regenerate itself and come back to finish you off. Lastly, although light is not fatal to goals, it is worthwhile to mention that sunlight is painful and more concentrated types of light can be especially harmful to their eyes. Hmm. So kind of like a vampire, but kind of not. Like, it'll mildly inconvenience them, but it's not going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that sums up what a goal is. Is there any questions? It, it's it's basically a hybrid between a skinwalker, a golem from Lord of the Rings, a little bit of a vampire, throwing the rake for good measure, um, and, like, stark places. And you throw that all together, you got a creepy motherfucker that you don't actually want to run into. Right, right. But now we know all we need is a sword, and we have to have the ability fire. to decapitate it. And if that doesn't work, then you set it on fire. And that's, all, that's a hell of a process these people came up with. It's like, so should we kill it with fire? No, nah, not just that. What if we cut its head off? Yes. And then fire. And then shoot it with a bullet. A silver bullet. Perhaps. And then bury it. That would definitely work. And it's like... like Again, I think I think um, Supernatural did this. I don't know why it's popped in there in an episode. I remember I watched like a long time ago. It was like a vampire and they threw the vampire into a wood chipper. Oh, and it ended up working. I know it's a little grotesque, but it's like the fact is like, yeah, why don't you just make that? <laughs> they didn't know plan. if it was going to work or not. They just threw him in there. And he chopped up. It's like, well, it worked. Back. Yeah, it's like, did you have a bullet? No. Wood chipper is like, oh, OK, it's like, yeah, that's what they need to do with all these creatures. And like, don't look me so many like steps and everything. Just, I know, just wood bring chip- a wood chipper. Just trailer you it go. on the back of your Truck everywhere Dale you go. Evil. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly. Chucking into a wood chipper. Chuck and Dale versus Chuck and yes. That's exactly I what I thought these of. Kids are part of a chipper. suicide cult. Yeah. <laughs> he just threw himself straight into the chipper. The wood chipper. I think your friend's got mental health issues. Guys, uh, if you have not seen Chuck and Dale versus Evil, it's a really good movie. I believe it's still available on Netflix. Perhaps oh, not. We should do that for Halloween, like oh, a watch party. My gosh, literally my favorite show to watch. If I just need like a giggle, it's always funny yeah, no matter how many times i've seen it so good all right so are you ready to hear the story it's short but i'm ready i'm ready good. i am an indian and in our village is rahastan now rahastan is a state with deserts and my village was like a large scale open land with less vegetation i was born in the city, but we used to go to the village frequently with my family. They were very conscious not to let me forget our roots. So as we used to visit the village frequently, I had my friends there and we used to play on the open, vast land in evenings before dark, as it was not as hot during that time of the day, but it was dangerous at night. Danger is not only animals and evil humans, but also some creepy creatures too. I encountered one. So it was a normal evening for me. My cousins and I, friends, were all playing 
Obviously, when you play with your friends, you tend to shout and make a lot of noise. So when it was dark, we all went to bed. I woke up hearing some clicking sound. It was annoying. I became fascinated by it and woke my cousins up who were sleeping right next to me and I asked them what was it. They had no idea so I asked I asked one of them I said should we go out and see what it is? He was older than me and being a village boy said that going out at night to follow something strange was not a good idea. No, he's not wrong. I know. So we just went towards the main gate of the house and sat there listening to the sound. When they say main gate of the house, I'm pretty sure they mean the front door. Oh, yeah. Now this clicking was not a sound of something, but more like someone. They were making this clicking sound with its tongue. Yeah. Listening and trying to figure out what it and who it belonged to as the sound felt like going it was going slowly away from us as we were trying hard to listen to it suddenly there was a scream followed by my voice calling my cousin Jadish like I call him while we were playing but it was from outside of our house we both freaked out and ran to where the elders were sleeping we were all sleeping together and open the adults already awake by listening to the screams my uncle made all of us sit together and pray after telling us that this is a creature known as the chalaba people living in the village have encountered a few times nobody ever saw what it looked like because its true body was not known to any man they either copy your voice something similar to a skinwalker or copy your body something similar to a gold. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Even though you can distinguish the person and the creature as it feels like it has worn a suit similar to your body. Yeah, so me and my family we just sat down and prayed while listening to a creature screaming my cousin's brother's name in my voice for hours. The next day we woke up and we left the village for good. So I'm getting it. I'm I'm saving my pennies to get a mixing board, guys. And with that mixing board, I'm going to put sound effects. And one of the sound effects I'm going to have is that hell no, 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 yeah. hell no, nope. Why would you? Why would you want to follow it? I don't understand. People that are like, you hear this noise. Okay, maybe if you got a gun or something like that, or like one or two you with a gun, you're like, all right, I got a chance. But we were watching this really cool documentary that's going to play into later, which is like called the four one one. And like these interesting, like this one interesting scene is like, these guys are in the middle of the woods. I mean, like they back the Colorado Rockies hunting. They like, like, there's no deeper part of the woods than where they're at. And yeah. they, they, they horse rode in there and they had this little hut they built and they're sleeping in there and they hear some weird ass shit outside. And they said it sounded big. It was just different. And they all have guns. And one of those fuckers like, let's go out and see, let's go, go check it out. And I'm like, who why like i don't (laughs) understand that like even if let's say it's a silverback gorilla random craziness let's just say the most logical thing that would be scary to see in the woods let's say a massive how about a bear that's terrifying to see in the woods how about a mountain lion now a mountain lion though like is a little bit smaller a grizzly bear yeah let's say it's a grizzly bear can be massive not as big as a grizzly bear. So let's say a grizzly bear. Okay. Grizzly bear is good because guess Fine. what? You hit a mountain lion Do- with one shot, probably it's going to be whatever. You hit a grizzly bear, it's probably going to be It's going to take a couple shots. Yeah. So let's just say it's a grizzly bear. Okay. 
You're just going to waltz out into the dark of the woods to find it. Right. That's like, so oh, weird. that's a grizzly bear. No, you're not going to see it till you're no. dead. Yeah. So hide in, hide in your in your shelter. Wait first, like, because they're all oh, we want to see. It. It's like, no, let's just hide here. If it breaks in, we have the guns to use. That it just makes the logical sense. Like this is like every trope in a horror movie is one guy walks out and goes, oh, I want to look at it. Yeah, like, but, why? but you realize I always thought when we watch all these horror movies, like ah, people are not this stupid in real life. And you realize like oh, they shit, really are. People actually are as dumb as this they are. Life. They that do that all the time. Um, I don't know. That was a good story. It really was. And, and it really kind of plays into that idea, that older culture where there's this mix between the real spiritual world and I guess modern society. And if you go to places like India or, or parts of like in the olden times, like Native American, Native Americans, where you still have that blend of that spiritualism and, and reality compared to like, I don't know, upstate New York. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And this is actually really good. So my, my Carly and I actually watched this really cool movie last night called The Northman. And they had this very awesome blend. It's about Vikings. Of the spirituality of the Norwegian Vikings and then Vikings themselves. And it was such a weird, like, blurred line that these people lived on. And then you listen to this and you think, like, yeah, there are cultures. This makes sense. All this tracks now after watching. Like, there are people that believe this stuff because they're so close to the natural world that it makes sense that this is the reality. If, yeah. if you lived in a small outfit at a tribe in the middle of Birchwood Forest in deep Russia, and you also had religious experiences with extracurricular substances that you believed in the spirituality stuff, guess what? You might see a big-ass wolf and think like, oh, that's something weird. Or if you live in India or Africa or places like that, and you're connected to the land like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think it's different because I think this is what really creeps out like the, the not deer that we actually went off in another episode about not deer. Not deer, and my this is my hypothesis, guys. If you haven't seen the not deer episode, the not deer episode was created by people driving to Appalachia that are from big cities that don't know what deer look like. I really think that's what it was because <laughs> I spent I spent three days on Reddit threads having people taking pictures of deer saying this deer looks weird, and then you just have this one right and it's like you're you're just a dumb motherfucker. It's literally that, a deer. It's like people are like, why don't these deers have horns? It's like that's oh my like, dumb things like that. And so then I realized like, okay, so what's happening a lot of times in some of these stores and I'll be done with my rant, is you get people that aren't connected to nature moved out there into a cabin in the woods and they start hearing noises. And I was like, oh, that must be a zombie deer. Right. Because I saw a deer and it stared at me. It right. Like, it and does, it didn't does. have horns. So it wasn't yeah. a deer. It was a not deer. And it's like, I, I shine the lights to this deer and it just stared back at me. And it's like, it was scary. It's like, no, that's what fucking deer do. They freeze. It's like bunnies do the same thing. Like a lot of like, but the point is like, so you have people like that. And I think that's very interesting. Um, but then you look at the way the spirituality of Native Americans and the way they look at stuff. And it's just, I don't know. I just find that all fascinating. Like, I really think this stuff really drive from people that still had a massive connection to the land. Yeah. And I feel like we lost that the more detached we get. Cause I bet our settlers, our ancestors had that same connection. Well, to yeah, but, I mean, the people that believe in all of this have had ancestors from generations and generations and generations ago all pass away and basically were buried on that land. Mm-hmm. So all of the stories were passed down were literally from local happenings, mm-hmm. which just helps to even root them to that specific ground even more. It's just, I was listening to this guy. His name is Dan Cummins. He does, um, I scared to death. I think it was, it was a couple of days ago. Tommy's idol. Um, but no, but he, him and his wife said something really interesting. They brought up a study. And so this is not, this is him starting a third source. And he said, like, if you take every creepy supernatural thing in the world, all it takes is like 0.00001% of them to be correct. Mm-hmm. He said, like, basically what he meant was one thing. It doesn't matter what it is. 
add the trillions of things that have been cited or seen or whatever, ghosts, aliens, UFOs, all it takes is one to be true to change the whole world. Yep. And that is actually mind boggling if you think of it that way. So if you take every sighting, everything for the last 200 years, UFOs, you have to bat zero for a billion to be like proven wrong. All it takes is one to just change everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really interesting thing. Like, okay, is it actually going to be a perfect score or will it be that one time? What if they eventually find a Sasquatch? Or or an alien or a ghost. Is that, let's say anything a ghost. And I'm not trying to get too much into people's spiritualities here, but let's say with Gettysburg, what if it is somehow scientifically proven that they are real? Mm -hmm. Does that prove atheism wrong? Well, they think that. Does that prove religious, certain religions wrong? I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking it's very interesting when you start thinking about that stuff. Like, I don't know, the ghost thing, like, we did. Um, and I think we, uh, that's in two episodes ago, guys. You can go find that out there. I think it was, um, oh, yeah, it was the tree episode. It was um, yeah. the trees are sleeping yep. that we really talked about that. But, um, yeah, absolutely. I like the second story better than the first. Interesting. Uh, sorry, my mother just, like, tuned in, apparently. I asked her to reach out. And so she's reaching out via text message and not actually messaging us on the thing. So that's good to know. Anywho. Um, yeah, it just, if Gettysburg is proven real, like all the stuff we went through, it's like, that changes a lot of people's things. And that was like the heebie-jeebies there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. After you experience it, you can't like say it's not real. No, no. But guys, that was a lot of fun. And that kind of gets us to our next segment, our last segment that I've actually really enjoyed because it's kind of creepy to actually find this stuff, which is scary stuff in, in the, the news. news. And on this week, we're kind of delving into something else that we were uh, enjoying, which was 411, which talks about missing persons that actually takes place in where? Big parks, the national parks. Because if you didn't know that there's actually a certain set of circumstances, it's actually on Netflix and all like that, that there is a ton of people that go missing in all of our national parks. And it's they don't try to keep it public knowledge of all the people that were missing. They don't really keep track of it. Well, this is a missing persons case that happened only a couple days ago. Uh, this article was actually June 13th. Another person, a missing boy, uh, Draven Graham, located deceased in Skuggs River in Lindsay. 24 hours after he went missing, 11-year-old boy David Graham was located deceased in the Skoggs River in Lindsay. Police say the OPP underwater search and recovery dive team located his body at approximately 3.15 in the afternoon. Everyone involved has a heavy heart at this time. Um, the story goes into that he was with his mom and then all of a sudden he just disappeared and then they found the body in the river. Um, and so if you guys don't know, this again will be lim- linked in the episode description. Uh, this is like a running thing with a lot of national parks. And Carly, did you want to kind of like touch base on this a little bit more? Like basically uh, I can tee off here. Like the documentary you watched was talking about like you just there and then all of a sudden poof, you're gone. Right. And you can sometimes show up alive. No problem. But you don't have a memory of what happened. Right. Or they don't find you like anything of you ever again. Or and they find just pieces. Bits and pieces of you or articles of your clothing missing. Like why would you ever take your pants mm. off and just drop them down before you climb a cliff? And then they would find the pants at the bottom of the yeah. cliff and then they would find shoes halfway up and then the body all the way at the top. Why would you ever take your shoes off to get to the top of the cliff? Like it makes absolutely no sense. Even if you were running from something, eventually you would like go back and get your shoes, right? You can't possibly do that. So there's just so many questions on these bodies that go missing. Yeah. And there's some things that like were really big there. So examples like 
like they were hunters and then all their equipment's missing. Like it wasn't like their body was dragged right, away. Their like, guns yeah. are gone. They yeah. find the bodies, but they don't find the guns. But they never, so they literally search these woods like with hundreds of people basically locked mm-hmm. arms. Just they would walk through the woods and then they would rotate and then they would walk the other way and they would rotate and they would walk the other way. Basically, they were just go- like, what's it called? Filtering yeah. the woods. They never found a gun. If you've got this gigantic <laughs> rifle for hunting deer or large animals, you're going to find the gun. It's not like he hit it somewhere. Yeah, I mean, they, like if you got hit by a mountain lion, like you right. find the gun because the body close be dragged to away. Him. Yeah, but even close to it him. It was weird. Within like, a mile. It's all freaky. And go watch the documentary. It's on YouTube. It's on Netflix. Some other interesting things like most people have either a mental illness or are old or there's something else wrong with them too. Yeah. Right, um, right. So they're already weaker. Yeah, they're already weaker. Or young, very that, young. That really happens to, yeah, very young or like weaker, older, some kind of mental illness, something like that. And then they just disappear and they end up in really weird places. And that's what's so weird. It's like, right. it's just the weird places. Um, and so I kind of wanted to make sure that this was the right article. It didn't have anything like really like um, macabre. There's no dead bodies. So I wanted to scroll through here a little bit more. So I did. So we'll kind of, uh, we'll finish this out here and getting with it. Uh, this just sounds like a freak accident though. Like what makes it sound supernatural? Because Draven was reported missing on Sunday at 3 PM. Police said he was last seen at his home on queen street and later spotted on video surveillance, walking through northbound on Columbian street. His clothes were found in the area. Hundreds of local residents took to the streets searching for the boy who was autistic. Mm. People searched on foot by drone, helicopter, and boat. His body was found in the river. His clothes were found near his home on the street, but his body was found in the river. That's weird. So he just stripped. He just got naked and ran to the river? He just got naked and stripped, and then, then, then he went into the river? Like, again, so... He's autistic, which is a part of the 411 thing. Right. His his clothes or apparel was found somewhere else. And then they combed the river once and the article goes into it and they didn't find it. Then they combed it again and they found it. It's just weird. Yeah. It's freaky, but it happened in near a national park. How recent was that? What year? Uh, yesterday. Whoa. Yeah. So we are actually doing, I'm actually doing a research episode right now. We're doing this thing called the 411 because it's freaky and it's freaky in the sense of like it could be supernatural. And the guy, the, the person that did the documentary is really good because he like he doesn't try to make it too supernatural. He's just like, here's the evidence. And that's what freaks you out is like he has like like all these things that connect, like all these things have to happen in all these cases. And he and he and he creates this hypothesis. And it's like, oh, shit, that's a little freaky. And the fact is, like, it's just freaky as hell. It's just freaky. Yeah. It's not necessarily maybe supernatural, but it's like, that's a lot of cases where the same fucking thing happens. And wh- what the hell? And the fact is, like, the feds get involved and the feds just write reports and then leave. And the fact that there's never, some of these people, like, there's never something found ever. And that is just, that's freaky as hell. Yeah. That's real freaky. Anyway, so that was scary stuff in the news. Uh, Carly, again, the Skinwalkers, uh, episode 43, episode 44 in the books. Well done, ma'am. Well done. It's the goals. It is the gold and the gains. Flex one more time for the camera, and we'll see you guys next time on Spirits and Ghost Stories. Bye. Mm-hmm.